The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is officially live in Ohio. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime and anywhere right here in Ohio with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with code CONTEST will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings has the best features including same-game parlays, player props, and more with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can use code CONTEST to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CONTEST. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER 21 and over and physically present in Ohio. Valid one offer per first-time depositors who have not already redeemed $200 in free bets via pre-launch offer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as bonus bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. See dkng.co slash oh for terms. Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have a $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Hello ladies, gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to Stardom Quest, the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world. I'm as always Alex and I'm joined by Dylan. Hi Dylan. Hey Alex, um, I got my COVID vaccine, my second one yesterday, uh, and I am, I'm fucking tired, oh, my head kind of hurts, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking a rock star and I still feel like I'm going to fall asleep at any minute, um, but the show must go on, I am here to speak about uh stardom and um yeah even though I, I once again am not prepared whatsoever i watched like two matches um and i i watched that that promo we were talking about last week where sure he just yells fat at, at natsuko and it was fucking hilarious yeah. i, I love like that oh my god that was perfect it was great it was great um but yeah um let's get into it yeah, I mean, in your defense, there are only three matches up from the past weekend's shows um, because Stardom were just like, hey, we're not going to upload the shows on Wednesday or Thursday until, like, Monday, and then we're going to upload the entire shows in the space of 20 minutes. So, yeah, it's there's only three matches up from, from the last weekend's events uh, as of this recording. I did watch two of them, but, on you know, on, obviously it's, like, the undercard stuff, so there's not a lot to dive into. And this show is mostly about Yokohama Dream Cinderella 2021 in summer. It's, it's a mouthful, Ooh. isn't it? Um, yes, it is. Yeah. 
So as usual, we kick off with news. I don't think there's any news. Um, the only bit is that Sai Kamatani missed the past two shows uh, with a minor injury that is going to... It just keeps her out of these shows. She will be back. Um, she, or at least she's scheduled to be back by July 4th for Yokohama. Well, Rossi just tweeted something about how uh, Saya rules and she's going to have a great match. So I assume, um, as far as management knows, she is going to be ready for July 4th. So that's good, at least. Um, sucks that, uh, you know, she's like the 17th injury um, in the company. Um, oh, one piece of news that I, I have, at least, um, is Ida is walking again um, without any crutches or anything she has like a brace still on her knee but she's walking um which is great i'm very happy about that because obviously uh i don't know i i have a sentimental um you know there, there's a lot of sentimental value to to saida for me if if you guys weren't aware so I'm, I'm very happy to see her her walking around um without the support of you know within not in a wheelchair not in a fucking in you get what i'm trying to say i'm excited about that it makes me happy that's that's good. Um, and you did actually remind me there is other stardom news. Um, Mayu Watani, Azumi, and Starlight Kid were all announced for the July nineteenth mm. Marvelous show, which is Takumi Roha's return show. Uh, Azumi is teaming with Meiho Shizuki to take on Starlight Kid and Mio Momono, and Mayu is taking on Rin Katakura on that show. Uh, Takumi isn't facing anyone from stardom. She is going to beat the shit out of Hibiki, and yes. That, that is, show that sounds so over. fucking fun. Fucking Io Iroha pairing. Yeah, I don't I don't even know like how to describe it. Like that that might just run away with show of the year just randomly. Cause like I I can't see any of those three matches not being extremely fun. Yeah, I mean maybe not show the of the Hibiki year, one, but you get what I mean. The Hibiki one is a bit strange because if you aren't like into the storylines of of Marvelous, then like Hibiki's current work is probably shit. But as somebody who wants to see her get her head kicked in, uh, this is amazing. So you know, see, I I love I love Hibiki. Um, so I'm excited for that, and I'm I also love Takumi beating the shit out of people, and I think that's just gonna yes. be really fun. That's fair. Um, so yeah, it's it's nice to see that the Marvelous and Stardom pairing is continuing. Uh, Marvelous is home to some of the best wrestlers in all of Joshi. I mean... Well, it's not a Stardom Quest episode without a recording uh, software leaving us uh, for a brief duration, but, I mean, I, I it just cut off me praising Marvelous, which um, I do that a lot anyway, so, I mean, you, you it's nothing new. So, that's all the news that I can think of, um, so let's just get straight into the review. As we said, there's only three matches up from these two shows, but we might as well just go through the results anyway and some of the important bits because obviously these were the final two shows before Yokohama uh, Cinderella. As we said, Sai Kamatani missed both of these shows, so the cards were kind of jumbled around. But uh, they kind of they made the most of it anyway. First show to review was on the 26th of June. This was in Aomori. This did 508 fans, which is a really good number. Uh, the venue looked great, I think. If they were to run there yeah. again someday and, like, fill it, or even, like, almost fill it, it would look amazing. Like, it's just a really cool venue for wrestling. Yeah, I I, I thought that the 
the Aomori shows were really well, like the crowd was very hyped for for both of them, even though I didn't watch a ton. You could just feel that they were like happy to be there, which is um something that we've been missing over these past few shows because um it feels like stardom is I feel like the stardom crowds have sort of like died down a little bit. Um, but these shows were very, very hyper and very packed and very just you know, the atmosphere was great, so to speak. Indeed. Uh, the opener of this show was a uh, Momo Watanabe versus Micah versus Lady C. Uh, Micah had some Ali Cabot inspired gear. I believe she had Julia's old uh, top. I think I believe I believe I called it a sports bra at one point, <laughs> um, even though I don't think that's what it is. It um, is. And she had she had Siri's old uh, trousers from when Siri first did the the Julia look. It's either a show of solidarity with her fellow DDM members, or some Micah fans have speculated that she just forgot her gear, because apparently that is stuff that Micah does. She is an airhead. Yeah. I didn't know that, but the Micah stands tell me she's an airhead. So, that is, that is, yeah, it is very Micah style for her to forget her, her stuff. Even she was talking about getting her, her vaccine, and she was like, I'm I'm really tired. Is this like a is this a thing or am I like just dying? And everybody's like, no, yeah, you're you're gonna be tired. Yeah, and she's like, oh, okay, I'll sleep then. And then it's like, yeah, that's 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 probably what you should do. Um, yeah, I don't know. Micah is just fucking like DDM in general. Like, obviously, they've grown on me. They grew on me like you know six months ago, and I became a really big fan. But I don't know. They're they've really let their personality out a lot more. Um in the past few months, I think, uh, even though they've always had like a certain level of personality, I've always been, you know, fairly comfortable in, you know, charismatic. I feel like recently it's just really, you really get to know who the characters are. And I felt like this was sort of like Queen's Quest went through this a couple years ago, where it's like they went from just being like a bunch of wrestlers who are, you know, good at wrestling and, you know, stoic and, you know, quiet to like sort of just having a little bit more um, character and like liveliness to them. And I feel like DDM has definitely gone through that recently and it's become really, really fun just because all of them are fucking hilarious. Um, as I said, Shuri screaming fat from across the arena was the funniest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, they are, they're all very odd and it's very fun. Um, yeah. But uh, back to the match. Uh, Micah won this one. She pinned Lady C with the Enka Otoshi. And then her and Julia helped Lady C to the back. So EDM are wooing Lady C, even though she would be a terrible fit for that group. But I do not book the shows. So it is what it is. I think think Lady C and DDM works. I I, I don't don't dislike it. There's, there's I, a certain cool factor that she lacks. I don't know. I feel like, him. but I feel like she's cooler than Cosmic Angels. Like, because I feel like, yeah, I, I get what you mean. That's like, because I, obviously, being the Cozen hater I am, like, they feel like such fucking, like, nerds. They they feel like it's, they're, they feel very lame. Lady C doesn't feel as lame as them, but she might not be as cool as DDM, but I feel like she is cooler. Like, DDM makes her cooler. More than, I don't know, I, I think Lady C and, and DDM would work. Um, though I imagine this probably ends up in a swerve where it's like, she's like about to join DDM and then Cosmic is just like, nah, come with us. And she's like, okay, let's go. You know, and that, that's sort of how it goes, I imagine. Hopefully. Um, the next match on the show then was Azami versus Starlight Kid. Um, I watched typical, this. 
Yeah, and I watched it earlier. In typical fashion, this was quite good. Kid uh, and Azami cannot have a bad match. Uh, they didn't break the mold here or anything or do anything extra amazing, but obviously, like, this was just pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, excuse me, I burped. Um, I burped again. Sorry. Um, oh, I was about to say, oh, yeah, uh, Kid pulled out a Haas of Pain, like a modified Haas of Pain. Um, I, it was so weird. Like I had never seen her do anything like it before. Like at first it looked like she was going to do an Indian Deathlock, and then she like pinned up, like got the pin. It was really weird. It was a weird ass fucking submission, but it looked really cool. And then she just let it go because there's no movement available. So it's like you can't really, unless you're going to tap out, you can't really like escape it. It was, I don't know. That was one thing that I just like really noticed about this match. I was like, damn, that's a wild ass fucking move. I dig it. Um, so yeah, uh, Zoom or Starlight Kid, big Charlie Haas fan, um, as am I, as am I, but um, you wouldn't expect it, you wouldn't expect it. It's fair. Um, Azami won by disqualification when Away to Tie interfered. The, the, and that's when things got strange, because Away to Tie interfered, basically costing Starlight Kid the match. Uh, Azami mm. wasn't like going to win, like she, she had the momentum, but it wasn't like Azami was blitzing Kid and about to win. So way to tie interfered, and then Tora was like, "A kid, you're fucking useless. Like Stars is doing great without you. You couldn't even win this match. Like you needed our help to win this match or to to like survive." And I was kind of like, "Well, not really. Like she she wasn't like about to lose. Like you just cost her the match." And is so, Natsuko gaslighting Starlight Kid? I think so. I think that's the route that they're going because it just didn't really fit the the narrative. Um. Yeah, the Tora presented Kid with an all-black uh, mask and put it on the ground and was like, look, you can take it if you want or you can leave it. And Kid took it and was like, oh, yes, I'm going to go down this dark path on my own way. So she's she's embracing a way to tie now. She, she's going to be evil in her own way, I, I guess. I don't I know. Like, it. What the I fuck is it. this? Dude, <laughs> this is they... so bad. They made, like, six different masks to show, like, this character progression, where it's, like, it started where it's, like, an inch of it is black, and then over time, it just started taking over the entire mask, and I was just like, this story is not done well enough to warrant getting, like, five different masks, each of them <laughs> showing the progression to the dark side. Like, it was it was really, like, that was something that I noticed, is that over the past couple of weeks, like, the the black mask, like, it's like Venom from fucking Spider-Man 3 specifically. Um where it's like it just starts taking over like the like the 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 darkness is taking over the mask. I'm just like this is kind of lame. Like I respect it, but it's kind of lame. Star story is kind of lame. I'm not going to lie. I was I, I don't know what I was expecting, but it it this is definitely falling way flatter than even I thought it would. Yeah, it's 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 not very good. <laughs> um like they needed her to talk a lot more. Like, I know, like, unless you're going to add subtext and pretend you're, like, Starlight Kid's therapist and be like, oh, no, like, she's showing hesitation, but she really wants to win. And it's like, we don't fucking know that. Like, you don't. Like, she, she didn't emote nearly well enough to tell us that. And we also didn't have her actually saying things to tell us that. And, like, you needed to narrate us through this change. Because, again, with a mask, you're very limited in what sort of facial expressions you can use to tell the story. So unless you're creating subtext that isn't there, 
I can't imagine how you could have followed this story and gone, oh yeah, this is fantastic. You know what I mean? Like it's just been her kind of working with the way to tie really well, and then suddenly remembering that she doesn't like a way to tie, and then being pouty about it, and then they cost her this match, and now she's just all in, I guess. And I just, I don't know. It's it's just so badly done. I just it's it's terrible. Yeah, I was I was talking. You know, I'm about to you know give him free free clout um i was talking with deshaun about this and he was like i don't i don't get it like i don't i i get what they're trying to do but it's just like it doesn't it i get nothing from it and i was like yeah like and and i i obviously watch a lot more than like even deshaun does so it's like what the fuck like like the context for somebody who doesn't watch it a ton is like this doesn't make any sense and the context for somebody who does watch it a lot this doesn't make sense. So who is this for? Like, who does this, who is this working for? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm sure some Stardom people. Defenders. Well, Stardom yeah, Defense like... Squad is all in. <laughs> I can oh, guarantee man. you. But oh. like, the the sign that told me this wasn't working is Scott, okay? And Scott is somebody who we reference a lot, but Scott watches WWE, okay? So if there's anybody who knows how to make the most of absolute trash, it is Scott, okay? Yeah. He watches the WWE. He makes the most of it. Even he doesn't think this storyline is doing all that much. You know, and he's somebody who, given that he's used to watching WWE, he would take anything he, he is given from this story. And even he hasn't been able to, to really make sense of it. So that's what tells me that this isn't done well. Because Scott is very positive, And Scott yeah. usually makes the most of wrestling. And even he is just like, yeah, this doesn't make sense. So it's uh, I don't know. It's it feels very start stoppy, and it's like there are so many shows that's like every show. It feels like we're at a different point in the story that we don't fully understand, and I'm it. It's just it's it's rough. It's not great. Um, I think kid needs gear. I think that's a big part of it. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like mm-hmm. like just the presentation of her. Like, obviously, she's not fully, you know, evil yet, but just the presentation of her just feels so just, like, not important. You know what I mean? It Like, it like she's just there. And it's like, they're building the storyline around her, but her... I don't, again, I don't, don't want to say she's, like, a bad actress, but it's just, like, with the mask, it's hard to emote, like you said. And the fact that Oedotai doesn't do promos... Um, and Starlight Kid hasn't spoken basically since fucking before she turned. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't work, um, at all. Like, zero. It's just not good. Maybe once she, like, embraces it more. But then again, I thought that she was embracing it more like a week ago. And here we are. She's still just like, well, I don't know. It's like, just fucking shit or get off the pot, kid. Come on. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I hope that the, the July 4th show has some sort of big progression there because that, that story really needs it. Um, but that's enough about that until later. Uh, the next match on this show was Konami and Utami Hayashishita wrestling to a 15-minute draw. Uh, I don't think this was originally supposed to happen, but obviously when Saya was pulled, uh, I think this match was made. Um, so it went to a draw just to protect both of them. This was a cool match, though. I, like... They worked quite well together, which shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone, given how similar Konami is to Suri, and obviously how well Utami worked with Suri. 
Um, and it was the same here. I can only hope they run this back, either as a title match down the line or maybe in the GP, because I need more of this, and I need it on a bigger show where they're both going to give 100%. Yeah, um, obviously I'm I'm a resident... Uh, I'm not a huge Konami guy, even though I recognize that she's a great wrestler. I kind of wish that she would have just lost, honestly, because... I, I think the world champion, if she's going to be in a singles match, nine times out of ten, she should probably win um, and not draw with somebody who hasn't really been put over much. But besides the point, um, this does, as you said, it, it, it Konami and Shuri are very similar, um, and Utami works very well with uh, the more mixed martial arts type wrestlers. Uh, non-judo wrestlers because her and micah are sort of like a weird pairing um besides the point i i i'm sure it was good i did not watch it because i i didn't have time and 15 minutes sounded like a lot um and i was barely scraping by uh so yeah but i think they should probably run back the five star the five star is shaping out to look fucking great because it feels like everybody has like a relationship with everybody in some type of way and i think that's really good for a a tournament um so i'm, I'm excited for that hopefully they run it back blah 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 i'm just repeating what you said let's continue <laughs> okay uh the next match on the show was uh mayu iwatani and kagama against julia and siri uh kagama rolled up julia um i believe becoming the first person to beat her since tam in the hair versus hair match yeah. and Following that match, uh, Kagama was like, yo, we want the tag titles. Uh, she said, she actually pointed out that Aphrodite have already claimed the next shot, but she wanted it anyway. And Rossi was like, yeah, sure, I don't give a fuck. So the rematch is on, and these two teams will face off for the Goddess of Stardom tag titles on the Yokohama show. Um, I'm surprised, very surprised, that Kagama would pin Julia. But I suppose that's just how much they're protecting Siri at this point, that they mm-hmm. would have Julia be the one to get rolled up instead. I mean, look, one loss isn't going to hurt Julia. As I said, like, it's been, what, three months since she last took a, a fall? Like, she's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I hope to maybe check this one out when it goes up. Uh, this one isn't obviously up on starting world but i'll definitely give it a whack when it's when it's up just to see how well these two teams work together ahead of the yokohama match yeah i don't know if i'm i'm, I'm probably not going to go back and watch it because i want it to be fresh when the yokohama match has come um mm. but i want i want to mention that uh my my favorite my favorite thing about this is uh <laughs> is the the tweet that mayu sent out um it was it was translated by joshi tweets translated um big shout to that person um they really kill it and i really appreciate them um and i quote alk simply couldn't bear your strength kagama get it because kagama's a bear whatever um so we're challenging for the belts i didn't win with kid um i might end up dragging you down because of the slump i'm in but i will try my best um kid may have decided to follow dark path but stars still needs her um because kid is still you know um then kagma says mayu i'll come in like a typhoon and blow away your slump and everybody's worries um i'll take on kids wishes blah blah blah, blah. Um, one more thing there's only one team that should be named mk sisters so we should probably find a, a new name um people 
uh, give me suggestions. Uh, I don't like. I don't know if they know, but uh, Starlight Kid and Saki Kashima are already the MK sisters, number two. So um, their 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 plan was already kind of foiled. But yeah, I, I found that pun, the bear pun. They couldn't bear you. I thought that was funny. Of course. Okay. It's very um, Mayu too. Yes. I thought they mentioned. I I thought they mentioned Aphrodite. In that tweet, because I I remember seeing, like I think Cogmo was like was like, uh, I know Aphrodite's challenging you, but they're fucking busy. We want to challenge you now. <laughs> and I was just like, that's funny. Like just I don't know, just the idea that it's like I know that like we're not next in line, but uh, those motherfuckers are doing their own shit. So uh, give us a chance. Come on now. Thought that was funny. We can Indeed. Continue. Yeah. Um. So just let me fix my headset here. My headset got messed up. All right, back in business. Okay, so the main event of the show then was the Artist of Stardom title match. Um, Cosmic Angels retained against the Wedotai team of uh, Natsuko Tora, Saki Kashima, and Araka. Uh, Unagi pinned Araka with the Mad Splash. And the Angels okay. are still champions. So, cool. I guess it doesn't life doesn't get better. Um, <laughs> I so we talked about this last show and we didn't watch the match, so we couldn't really comment on it. Uh, Natsuko has a new finisher. Um, and we were like, oh, I wonder what it is because it was like translated weird. Um, she it's 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 just the bombs away. She took Hazuki's move. So her two finishers are Hazuki and Kagetsu's finishers. So that's pretty cool. Yes, it is. And it is called the pig dom. So no, it's, it's it's the pig bomb. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. I guess, okay. Bombs away. Calling... So wait, is she calling herself a pig then? Like, is she the pig yes. that's bombing? Yes. Dude, okay. her nickname her nickname was Pork. Oh. Oh, yeah. The Pork, the pork Bean Sprouts or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, okay. Yeah. We stand body positivity. Okay. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, moving on to the next show. Uh, this was on the 27th of June. This was in Hackadate. And Hokkaido, uh, this drew 219 fans. Uh, again, none of this is up online, so just working off of what we have. In the opener, Mina Shirakawa beat Lady C. I feel like we've seen that match before, and I am not going to go out of my way to watch it because. Oh, it was bad last like. time. It was bad. I remember that. I watched it. I don't. I think I enjoyed it more than I thought, but I still didn't love it. But yeah. Or no, they've, they've had like three matches. The first one was terrible. The second one was passable. In fact, the second one was actually good. Yeah, I remember that. The second one was good. Maybe we should watch this, because Lady C is must-watch. Like, you can't miss Lady yeah, C. Yeah, because I, I remember... I remember, uh... Yeah, it was Lady C versus Mina. That was the first match that we were like, damn, Lady C's really, like, really putting it together. And after that, she's just had, like, solid matches. So Mina, yeah, her versus Mina the second time was good. Uh, So this might be good. Who knows? Okay. Also, yeah, Natsuko Tora's move is the pig done. The stardom... The pig done? Yeah. Okay, so that's what it is in in Japanese, but it is a big bomb for international fans. Okay. Yeah, Don is apparently a rice bowl or something. Oh no, a Don is a crashing sound. So it's a pork and rice bowl crashing sound. Um, it's a pig. It's bomb. the bombs okay. away. It's the bombs away. Yeah. Okay. That's just the easiest. Anyway, the next match on that show was Saki Kashima beating Unagi Sayaka with the <laughs> revival. Um, Saki Kashima fun. took the orange artist belt. Um. 
which doesn't make sense given that she had just lost the day before for that belt. Um, so you cannot have it. But yeah, that was that was how that went. The next match on the show was Utami Hayashishita winning a three-way match by disqualification, which should not make sense at all. But uh, she beat Starlight Kid and Tam Nakano uh, when Uwe Tai interfered because obviously Atsukotora is challenging Utami. So Atsukotora has been jumping her and attacking her. And yeah. Man. I don't know. I'm 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 worried. Three way. I've never ever seen a three way end in this qualification. Yeah, <laughs> Stardom, is, Stardom is innovating. I'm I'm worried about the Yokohama show because, like, I don't know. Like, I, it, I like... have questions about that to ask. Don't worry. Okay. I, I I think I know where you're going, but um, yeah, I we will get to that. Yeah. The next match on the show, anyway, was uh, Mayu and Kagama wrestling Momoas to a 15 minute draw. I presume that was good. Uh, it's another Momoa's draw because when you aren't getting pushed in stardom, you are drawing. So you know, it is. What I it mean, is. it's either that or they lose. So I, I mean, I can't, I can't complain. Um, I remember, like you said, Scott is always like trying to come up with like the the most positive outcome. So he after this match, he's like, oh well, they could just be added to the to the tag match, make it a three way. Um, that's not what happened. Um, they they are they are not doing that. So uh, that's unfortunate. But yeah, um, I don't know. What is Momoa's even doing? Uh, well, they're about to lose to two children, but you know we'll talk about mm, that later. Yeah. Um, the main event of this show, anyway, in Hokkaido, was a uh, DDM against Natsukotora, Konami, and Raka. Uh, when Mika won, when she pinned Raka, mm. it really feels like Oedo Tai is almost feuding more with DDM than with Utami, even though that is the world title match, but. You know, they're still focusing but they're on, also on feuding, Utami. They're still feuding with Kozen, too, because Daki is... Yeah. Man, I don't At least know. it's not, like, too complex, you know? It's, it's yeah. very... I, I appreciate it. pulled in too many directions, but I think, they make it work, kind of. Yeah, I think it could be... I think it's just because I'm I'm not super high on on modern Oedotai, and I talk about that all the time. But that like if if it was like if if Queen's Quest was just like had stories with literally everybody at the same time, and they were all like you know fairly you know they had a certain level of build to it, like Oedotai is. I feel like I would be super excited for everything. But the thing with Oedotai is that like only maybe fifty percent of the matches actually end up being you know, meaningful, and the other half mm -hmm. just end shittily, almost always. So it's like 50% of the millions of storylines they have right now just don't, they just fall flat, you know? So it's like, if if it was a more consistent group and they had all of these, like, storylines, these moving parts going on, I'd probably be a bit more excited. But because it's a way to tie and it's just, you know that, like, at least one match on the show is going to end in a shitty way, it's like, eh. You know? That's fair. Um, after, I believe it was after this show, uh, Natsuko Tora attacked Utami during her post-match interview and stabbed her in the head with a rose. Um, but it didn't really cause Utami to bleed or anything, so I don't know why she stabbed her with the rose. Anyway, <laughs> that, oh, was, that was our final... I compare you to a kiss from a rose on the grave. Oh, dear God. Okay, please stop. Okay. Anyway, 
it is time to preview Yokohama Dream Cinderella in Ooh. summer 2021. The tickets for this, I know I do this before every show, but I don't think they're selling as well as the last few times I've been to Yokohama. Um, the VIP tickets are all sold out, but every other uh, ticket type is you can buy as many as, as you need. Like None of them are even like limited. And advanced sales end today, I want to say. So it looks like they might dip under 1,000 for Yokohama Budokan for the first time. Either that Sorry, either that or people realize that these shows aren't going to sell out and they can just walk up and buy tickets. Yeah, I don't know. Yokohama's a weird fucking place. You know, like, it's, it's, I feel like every time their tickets are weird, like, their, their sales are completely different for every Yokohama show. Like, sometimes it's fucking hyped as hell and everybody's buying a ticket, or sometimes it's like, oh yeah, there's two people there projected and then it ends up being fine so i don't know i'm hoping for the best it is definitely one of the weaker yokohama like shows recently it's not weak like i think that the top two matches sound really good but the fact that i can only say that the top two matches sound interesting is not great um and and one of them is still kind of concerning and one of them is a tam match i don't know it's 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 not it i don't know it's not looking great Fair. Um, I have, as far as I know, not mentioned anything about this being a pay-per-view or having English commentary. I imagine it will be a pay-per-view. I believe it is airing live on Samurai, so if you know how to watch Samurai TV, you can watch it anyway. But um, as of of now, anyway, they haven't mentioned anything about a pay-per-view. So we'll just have to wait and see there. The opener of this show... Is a gauntlet tag match, and the teams are Micah and Lady C, Hanan and Hina, Saki Kashima and Konami, and Konami or no, oh fuck, Saki Kashima and Rina, and Konami and Fuki Death. So I said this on Scott's podcast because I was on that. Um, this reminds me a bit of like pre-COVID stardom, where they would have, where they kind of had to get people on the card, so they'd have these like gauntlet tag matches where you'd get like fun pairings. Um, like Hanan and Hina teaming up is pretty surprising, but it's pretty interesting. And uh, Mike and Lady C teaming together is uh, not something I expected, but I'm here for it. And it's just nice to see that they're giving us some interesting stuff that um, we wouldn't normally see. Yeah, it's a shame that these big shows don't have like pre-match promos, because I feel like Hina and Hanan in a pre-match promo would be fucking hilarious. Because... You know the 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 sisters are always really funny when they are like in a promo together. Um, so I, I it sucks that that's not happening, but it will be nice to see them team together because it doesn't usually happen. Um, lava way to tie involvement uh, because of course there is, and yeah, I imagine Saki wins because mm. yeah. I was thinking of the her or uh, the Konami team because Konami and Fukigen seem like the most pushed pairing. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, Because, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I feel like Saki has always been very, like, wild card. Because you never really know where she's at. It's like she could fucking pin Utami tomorrow. And it would be like, yeah, that happens. Um, But she could also lose to fucking Unagi tomorrow. And it would be like, yeah, that happens. So it's like, it's it's not... It's kind of hard to project her matches. Yeah, that's, that's true. 
but they do seem to be pushing her lately, so I don't know. I just think Rena is probably there to take her, the pinfall for her. But um, yeah, I think one of the way of tie teams is going to win. It's, I think we can all agree on that anyway. Yeah, you know, it's it, this is completely random, I'm sorry, but Saki has pinned Mayu like 17 times in the past year. Like just like just straight up, like she's just like I feel like I, I don't know. It's it's funny when you actually think about that. It's like damn, like Saki simply beats Mayu, like and people don't simply beat Mayu a lot nowadays, but she just does it like every every week, like every month. And that's just like yeah, I'm just gonna you know, revival, and then she went like it. It's actually kind of incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting one for sure. Um. Before we get off topic, uh, the next match is Momo Watanabe and Azumi against Starlight Kid and Rokka. I feel like the story is building to Kid maybe pinning Azumi here because that's kind of been her goal recently. She's like refocused on beating the shit out of Azumi. So I think the Away to Tie team will win here and Kid will pin Azumi. And if not, then Momo probably just beats the two of them up. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, with with Natsupoi gone, I feel like uh, Kid and Azumi are sort of like vying for the next shot at the high speed belt. I've been burping a lot. I'm sorry. Um, so I, I imagine that's part of it. But man, I miss Natsupoi. I miss fucking Jumbo. I, I I miss all of the injured wrestlers. Jesus Christ! Like, oh man, I'm sad now. It usually happens. Yes, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Um, yeah. This is off topic, but I've I've believed this for a while that if Momo like just took six to nine months off and came back, like people would be in love with her. Like if she just like came back after a few months away to like rest or anything, people would be in it. Because I mean, we you, you'd notice her absence so much, and I think yeah. it would almost help her to kind of go away for a few months. Not that I want anyone to ever go away, but you know, if she was no, definitely like, yo, mean. can I rest for a few months? And they were like, sure. I think when she comes back, people will be like super into it. I feel like that's a lot of wrestlers though, because it's like, yeah. and I know, I know not to, I don't want to bring up New Japan for too long, but it's like if Okada just took a year off, when he came back, he'd probably be like good again, and like I think people would be like, oh, that's nice, like, but there's no breaks in Bushiroad, so it's kind of a shame, because uh, I feel like a lot of wrestlers are like that, where it's like if they just had like a few months just to like chill, people would be like, you know what? You're not bad. You're you're pretty cool. You're I'm, yeah. I missed you. You know, like, but you know, unfortunately, that only happens when somebody gets severely injured, um, which is a terrible like like that's only in wrestling. You know, what I mean, <laughs> like I feel like that's that's only in wrestling. That's like the only way to like take a break is if you get severely hurt, mm-hmm. and otherwise it's just like well, you know, you keep going until you stop, and it's like that's that's yeah. kind of fucked up. <laughs> It's interesting. It's one of these things where, um, not to get super off topic, which we already are, um, Lucha Underground almost had this right because they had their seasons. And like mm-hmm. when the season would end, you'd be like, okay, cool. Like they wrapped everything up and I'm excited to see what happens. And then when the season would come back, you were very excited to see the new season. The issue with Lucha Underground, obviously, is that they would go forever without taping and half their wrestlers would leave. Um, but like they definitely had something there with the the season approach, and I think wrestling could benefit from that almost because, weirdly, one of the things that I do like about AEW, as much as there's a lot of faults there, like 
people can just you know not be on tv for a bit and they don't force the issue you know what i mean like they've had john moxley yeah. take a month off before and when he came back people were like oh shit yeah john moxley instead of having him just be on tv just to be on tv like i think more wrestling companies could benefit from like rotating wrestlers in and out um, yeah that's way off topic but yeah but i one thing that i do want and like you said, completely off topic, that I was actually thinking about because AEW has a lot of injuries and Stardom has a lot of injuries. What's the difference? Well, the difference is that Stardom has 25 wrestlers. Them having six of them injured is a fucking hit, whereas AEW has 150 wrestlers. You know, 10, 15 of them being injured isn't insane. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's bad, but it's not like this, like, you know, oh, what are we going to do? I feel like I don't want Stardom to just like pad out their fucking like rosters to the point where there's fucking a hundred people. They don't need that, obviously. But I think that the small roster size is definitely an issue um, that they are suffering from because they run with the activity of a of an AEW type company. Hell, they run more often than an AEW type company, and they don't have enough depth to you know give Momo a break for a week, you know, or give Saya a break for a week because now the shows greatly suffer from one or two missing pieces, let alone the six that they have right now. You know what I mean? Um, like you said, we're, we're going completely off topic, but I think that's a, a thing to be said is that it's like the, the depth of the roster makes it so that it's consistently every single show is the same wrestlers. And some of these wrestlers, whether they're injured or not, really should get a couple weeks off every once in a while. And that was always my thinking of the five star is that it's like the five stars when all of your wrestlers should be, you know, at 100% going crazy and like competing the rest of the time. Give every, give, you know, any given wrestler a time off for a minute, you know, let them rest a little bit, let them chill, you know, let them have more calmer matches. And then in tournaments like the five star have that be where it's super intense. Um, Again, we, we can get back into it, but I just think that there are certain, uh, aspects of the wrestling meta that should be changed because it's not useful to anybody that's fair um the getting back into the show uh the next match is the future of stardom championship final between mina shirakawa and unage saka um 110 unage saka is winning here uh that just makes sense it feels like something they would do to have her stand as the centerpiece of that division Given that she basically has beef with everybody in the division, uh, Hanan hates her, Azumi hates her, I'm pretty sure Hina and Rina probably hate her. Um, like, Yunagi being the champion of this, like, mini division kind of seems like the right move. Um, and another feather in her cap, because obviously, I mean, they're giving her a lot of little moments here to, to tell us that she's a future champion. Um, and this would be another one. Yeah, um, Mina has 30 days before she's no longer eligible for this belt. Um, so if they put it on her, it's going to be vacated again. So that, please, God, and no. They don't, they don't see Mina that way. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not being bad to Mina, but I don't think they see Mina as a red belt or a white belt champion. You know what I mean? I think she is somebody with a tag title ceiling at most, you know? Whereas yeah. they definitely see Unagi as a future white belt champion, at least. Honestly, give Mina the SWA belt at some point. I think that she could be good with that. 
Like, you know, like, I, I get what you mean, where it's like that upper echelon, I don't think that she's ever going to reach that. Um, but I think that, you know, like you said, there's a ceiling, but I think they could definitely do something with her. Um, but Unagi is going to be an issue for me for a while because uh, I'm not ready for her to um, overtake Azumi in the hunt for a, a big time singles championship. Yeah, see, I think she'll always be ahead of Izumi, given her age. I mean, we don't know her exact age, but we know that she's roughly over 30. Like, yep. the, the assumed age. She's Whereas the old Azumi... guard. I'm yeah. Sorry. Whereas Azumi is a teenager. Like, they have a lot longer with Azumi to, to, to give her that kind of push. Whereas with Unagi, it's kind of similar to Tam. It's like, either you do it now or in the next, like, 24 months, or you might miss your, your chance there. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's true. Um, but yeah, I think we're both in agreement here. Nagi's winning. Like, there's not really much of a chance for Mina. Okay, what do you think? How do you think this match is going to go? You think it's going to be good? You think it's going to be terrible? I think, given their history and the fact that they know each other, I think they could over deliver because I think they won't be afraid to really like lay it in on each other. And I think that could be very good, given both of them use a lot of forearms. But if they try and go too story-heavy, or if they try and like do too much grappling or whatever, then it might fall apart, and it won't be good. But if they stick to what they do, and just trust each other to you know deliver the best match they can, then yeah, I think it could be kind of good. I think that's fair. I don't know what it is about Unagi. I feel like there's something, like just one thing... Like, it's not like, like, I feel like Mina is incomplete as a wrestler. And that's, that's probably a nice way to put it. I don't think she's, she's incredible. I, you know, I've, I've said this many times. I feel like Unagi is like, she could be great. Like, she has that potential. But I don't know what is missing for me that I'm just like, eh. Yeah, like, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. It's so unexciting. Like, I watched the Momo to Unagi draw there uh, yesterday night. And it's a good match because, again, Unagi is a great storyteller. She's a really good, passionate babyface. Momo is obviously excellent on offense. But the parts where Unagi was on offense were were the worst parts. I think she's just so unexciting when it's her turn to do moves. And it's kind of important, you know what I mean? Like, you can can work around that as much as you want, but it's always going to put a ceiling. And I don't know how much yeah. of that is her fault and how much is stardom limiting what moves she's doing. But yeah, her offense is generally like unexciting. Yeah, because if you think about it, her best matches or her two best matches, in my opinion, were against Mayu and against Julia. And she got murdered both times. So it's like, like, it, like I can't tell you a single move that she did in either of those matches. I can tell you that she almost broke her neck on that dragon suplex. Like, you, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't... I can't, like name out other than like the cool frog splash the lowdown like i i don't she's really not great on offense i think that is probably it um if she if she is able to you know overcome that at some point i think that'd be great i think this match is probably gonna be pretty shit um i'm not gonna lie because of that i think that mina her offense is on her best day it's good on her worst day it is like please stop wrestling. Like, I'm, I don't want to watch this anymore. Um, so, hopefully it's her best day, and her offense is good, and Unagi's offense is passable, but if it's even, like, slightly uh, 
not their day and Unagi has her terrible offense and Mina has her ter- I just don't see it going well. That's fair, yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna like promise that this would be amazing, but I just I feel like there's potential that it's it's gonna be good. But um, I think that's fair. You know, that's that's all we can really do given that we know who's winning. Um we're on to the next match. Uh, the Goddess of Stardom Championship is on the line as uh, Julia and Siri defend against Mayu Iwatani and Kagama. I am cautiously optimistic about this match because I think Kagama, if she, if Kagama is a half step behind against Julia and Siri, she'll be exposed because, as we know, Julia and Siri work at an insane pace in these tag matches. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know about this one. Uh, Kagama is good. Like, let me let me preface that. Kagama's good. I feel like she might have been thrown into the deep end a bit quick. Um, you know, being number two in the top babyface faction. Well, Kozen, but you know, like like relatively, that's pretty fucking. That's that's hard. Like, that's not easy to just like you know get used to. So, um, it's very sink or swim for her. And I hope she does not drown. Um, I think Mayu and Shuri have good stuff together. Uh, Mayu and Julia, I'm not always super high on, but I know that they could do good stuff together. Um, I hope that, like you said, that it doesn't expose Kagama's flaws too much. But if it if it stays pretty short um, and not, you know, too doesn't overstay its welcome, and you know, Shuri's on her game, I think that it could definitely be a good match. I, I don't think there's any chance that uh, ALK loses though. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. Like they've built Mayu and Kagum up pretty well, but I, f- I just don't see them as as tag champions. Um, obviously, you know, you have the big Aphrodite versus uh, ALK match to to eventually get around to, and I don't know when they're gonna do it because we're going straight into the GP after this. Like, there's no, you know, clear and obvious answer for where you do that tag match, but that is like the big tag match that they have. Um, and I think the end goal of Julia and Siri's tag title reign is to probably put over uh, the Cosmic Angels, maybe. So I definitely think Mayu uh, and Kagama don't win here. This is this is very random. Did I dream this, or did they announce a card that like Queen's Quest is challenging Kozen? Yeah, that's the card. Like in, in Korokin. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay. The artist belts. Okay. We're gonna preview that. Like we have to, we have to talk about that. <laughs> like, no, I know. I no, I, I like. I felt like I dreamed that because I remember I was like, "Hey, hey, fucking Queen's Quest is doing shit. They're gonna be in the main event." And I think Scott said, "Yeah, and they're gonna lose." No, or, I know. Yeah, I, fuck you. Well, yeah, yeah. See, I, I, I am fucking. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm out <laughs> of it. That's all right. That's fair. Um, that was yeah, it, man. Fuck you. Yeah. Although, well, my GIF indicated that I would be unhappy with Queen's Quest losing, so, you know. That's true. See, I don't I don't remember. I, Man, <laughs> I'm uh, in a different uh, realm. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so Julian and Suri winning here. Um, the, there's big matches left in, in the pocket for them as tag champions, and we just hope it's a good match because, yeah, I mean, Kagama, I, I watched a recent Kagama match, and she is very good. Uh, she's got up to speed very well. But, you know, Julia and Suri just work an incredible pace in these these tag matches, these tag title matches anyway, that um, could definitely showcase some of Kagama's uh, 
rust if she is a half step behind. But, you know, we'll hope for the best. The next match on this show, though, is the Wonder of Stardom Championship match. Tan Nakano defends against Saya Kamatani. Um, I, I feel like Tam probably wins. Uh, they have kind of set up Mayu versus Tam based on the, some interactions. I don't think you take the belt off of Tam until you do that match. You'd be pretty stupid not to. Um, and I think Saya can kind of take the loss. I don't think you need to like strap up um, Saya with the title this quickly. Um, so to me, Tam should retain here just because they have matches in their back pocket. And, you know, she's been doing great work as the champion. And I think this is probably her one big run with a with title. So they might as well make the most of it and just get as much out of it as they can. So to me, Tam is retaining here. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's much doubt for me. Um, but I think that Saya winning would be pretty interesting. Uh, I feel like there's a lot uh, that could be done if Saya wins. Uh, but I think that Tam probably, like you said, she's not gonna have like you know six more title reigns. It's not like she's gonna be, um, you know, a top champion very often after this, if ever. So I, I definitely think that they're gonna have her reign go a little bit longer, at least uh, at least through the five-star and probably till the end of the year. Um, and I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I, it'll probably be a good match. Um, I don't know, Saya not being on the shows lately and the Cinderella being all over the place. And, like, there was a lot of things. Like, this road was a very uh, strenuous and rocky one. So it's kind of hard. Like, the story hasn't been fully built. Um, but I think it could deliver very very highly or it might fall flat because of the story being a bit under under built you know what i mean i feel like the they didn't really need much of a story though given the history between the two of them obviously like saya came to stardom through the stardom idols project which tam was a big part of so you know tam would have been the one to introduce saya to, to wrestling through that and then when Saya first debuted, she teamed with Tam a bit, and then Tam was very annoyed when Saya chose Queen's Quest over Stars. So I think this yeah. is Tam's opportunity to be like, you should have stuck with me and you would be a success now. And also Saya's chance to say, I am I am going to surpass you, you know? So I think that's oh, enough for me. Whereas I don't really need them to, to hate each other or anything like that. But I can kind of understand that you maybe don't feel Saya as close to peaking right now because of how drawn out the Cinderella was and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like comparing it to Tamber's Natspoi, which is a fair comparison because it's, histor it's historical rivalry um, both ways. I feel like just they had more... I feel like Storm hasn't done a lot of, of, like, promos or, like, talking. Like, I feel like words have sort of, like, just the past month have not really existed much. Like, they haven't had the press conference and, you know, like, they, they haven't been doing a lot of post-match promos that weren't Oedo tie. Um, so I feel like it's been purely built from an inside-the-ring perspective, um, except for the, you know schema the the history that everybody has about it so i feel like maybe that's just what i feel is missing is that it's like oh they haven't like 
directly mentioned it in words and they don't really have to because it's wrestling but i feel like maybe that's the difference and that on top of just the you know the slowness that the cinderella was i feel like maybe it's just like a perfect storm of things that makes me not as hyped about this match even though i recognize that there is hype to be had and there is a good story behind it and i am excited for the match i think it'll be a good match but i feel like there's just certain aspects of it that's like it could have been um the momentum could have been better you know i know the story it has enough backstory to it but the momentum going into it probably could have been better i think that's what i'm trying to say that's fair yeah i i, I can understand that um yeah, we're we're in agreement that Tam is going to win, and yeah. to be honest, I think they can probably deliver a good match. Um, I, I know I said on Scott's podcast that I have some hesitation because Saya has yet to lay an egg in one of these big spots, and it has to happen eventually. You know what I mean? So this might be it, but uh, she could just prove me wrong and never ever fuck up, which would be very on on brand <laughs> because that is yeah. Saya. Um, yeah, the main event of this show is the World of Stardom Championship match between Utami Hayashishta and Natsuko Tora. Do you think this will be the match where Stardom embraces heel bullshit in the title scene? I worry that we are jumping the shark as we speak, yes. Yeah, because like, I... I feel like the only realistic way that this goes along is with a way to tie interference, uh, similar to maybe a Bullet Club situation. And I'm almost worried that they're going to have Starlight Kid play a part because, I mean, for all we know, her new gimmick could just be that she's swerving away to tie and she's going to cost Tora the match here. Um, and I would hate that immensely. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. Like, I don't know how much this is going to happen because it doesn't feel like a Rossi move to, to really do that sort of stuff. But I just worry that maybe they might try to get some of that. And they might look to New Japan and see the reactions that New Japan gets when they do those big angles and the swerves and stuff like that. And they might go, well, I want that. You know? I I am praying that Rossi and Dick Togo have been far away from each other. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> because if they have spoken even once, I worry for for my 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 company, uh, for stardom. Like that, oh, no. Um, ah, man. I don't know. I, I hope not. I don't think Kid leaves, like, fucks with a way to tie yet. Um, I think that much like uh, many things in life, when you enter something, you have to be able to leave gracefully. And this storyline cannot have her just swerve a way to tie like, you know, a month in or something. It, it just, I fear that Natsuko is, is going to win the belt. No, um, they, they, they wouldn't. They would. So. They, her, she, she is, she has shit with everybody. Uh, she has beef with everybody. Her and Shuri obviously have beef. Her and Mayu have beef. Her and fucking Momo, well, not really, but they used to have, like, she, her hands are everywhere. Her, She has a hand in fucking everything. I fear that she wins the belt um, shittily and <laughs> bad things ensue. See, I don't, 
I'm just working under the assumption that Julia is the next world champion. And Julia winning the five star and taking the belt seems like the most logical path. Because, I mean, Rossi has said before in like interviews, I remember that he sees things in like three year cycles or whatever. And he's already had uh, Julia for around 24 months. So in his eyes, it's probably I'm going to push Julia now or never. So I think it is Julia's time to win the red belt. And, you know, her winning the GP and taking it off Utami is, the, is, is, to me, the only way you can do that. Because that is your big match. Utami and Julia is the biggest match they have. And whereas Natsuko and Julia is a match they did just a few months ago. So I think rather have Julia beat Utami than have Julia beat a transitional champion in Natsuko Tora. Because if you did do Tora versus Julia, you'd have to be like, oh, you know, Julia's like standing up as the babyface representing stardom, and that just wouldn't really work. So, But they love to do that. Remember, Julia stood up. <laughs> yeah, but that was more of like she wanted to like get in some shots at Yoshiko rather than her love of stardom. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I I I fear. I think the bigger fear, like, because I like Natsuko, but my bigger fear is how bad this match turns out to be. Uh, and I think that Natsuko and Utami could definitely have a great match. Um, I think Natsuko has two great finishers now, both inherited from two of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, I think if it was just a straight-laced one-on-one match, it would probably be incredible. But I fear how much is going to be taken away by the, you know, the heel heat that they are going to attempt to get. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Micah comes out and costs uh, Utami. Maybe, dude, actually, uh, I don't know. It's it's like, like, I don't know. <laughs> that that would scare me. That that thought is horrendous. I do not want swerve heel turns to, to to start happening in Stardom World Title matches. I am not ready to have this promotion uh, ripped away from me like that. <laughs> like, please. Man, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I do we're, not know. we're overthinking it because maybe I don't, it's, I don't know. simply wins. Yeah. It's it's probable, I think, because it's a big win for Utami because I cannot remember the last time Natsukotora actually took a pinfall loss. Like she's been very protected for months now. Probably Julia was the last time she was actually pinned. So this would be another building block in Utami's, you know, strong reign to inevitably put over Julia. So I mean I could see Utami just winning. I could see a way to tie bullshit. I could see a lot of things happening really. Like it's you just don't know. You know, because, I mean, I don't think Rossi would do a lot of this stuff. But, you know, he, he could. <laughs> you know, there's nothing stopping him. He's a he's a different type of cat. Uh, you yeah. never really know what he's what he's thinking. Um, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, we've talked about this. I think that Julia should win the belt, and then I think Momo should take it off for at some point next year. That's my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think that's unfair. I don't think that's completely unlikely even though momo isn't really in the spot right now i think that her versus julia eventually for the world title is a fairly you know sizable match um i think that would be interesting um so i don't think nasco wins here but i also did not think evil was going to win the double championship 
and that was like the fucking that was that was the the building block to my disdain for new japan even though i don't really hate it i'm i'm just like you know i have a love-hate relationship with it it's it's kind of stockholm syndrome me i'm not gonna lie um besides the point that's like i i fear that i think that i think that's what i'm getting at is that i fear that that feeling of like you know just like the the heel like oh well the heel can't win here because like that just wouldn't make sense like it doesn't make sense for that to happen and then them just simply winning because you know heel bullshit yeah for heat oh like that is not fun you know that's scary and i i think i think maybe new japan gave me that like ptsd of it (laughs) i'm just like i don't know i don't think i trust wrestling companies with with this sort of match um best case scenario uh there's limited heel heat bullshit you know interference and whatnot they have a good hoss match um where they just beat the shit out of each other i think that would be perfect utami wins great stuff hopefully it doesn't go past 20 uh i think it probably will go past 20 but you know what i mean uh i think that'd be great worst case scenario bunch of bullshit starlight kid comes out fucking chokes out utami or some shit natsuko wins and we have no idea what the fuck we're doing anymore yeah <laughs> okay um yeah i think um my only other thing is that this is obviously just a weird match because as we said when this was announced they are both power wrestlers in very different ways so like this could either be a really good clash of styles or it could just be a mismatch of epic proportions and um yeah we're gonna have to wait and see which it is but that's that show and that's enough about us worrying about uh probably nothing absolute nonsense but um there's another show to preview uh this is in cork and hall on july 6th um the card for this was uh just announced a few days ago the opener is Fuki and Death versus Lady C. Um, so the return of tall versus small comedy spots because that is the greatest thing in life. Um, the next match on the show is Mayu Utani, Kagama, and Hanan versus Saki Kashima, Starlight Kid, and Rina because the stars in the way to time. They must fight forever. Stars in the way to time must fight forever. Um, yeah, there is the first four matches on the show having a way to tie wrestler in them. Wait, oh my fucking god! That's four mad. out of six. Yeah. Jesus Christ! But it's okay. It's okay. Um, the next match on the show is Konami versus Hina, which could be pretty good. Um, should be yeah. chill. Um, the next match is Julia and Siri versus Natsuko Tora and Ruaka. Hopefully Julia and Rocco just beat each other up because that would be great. Although Siri and Natsuko Tora now hate each other because of reasons, um, very good reasons, and I hope that they also beat each other up. So, yeah, I'm I'm interested in the Micah storyline, even though Micah's not in yeah. this match. I know, but I don't know. I'm I'm interested in what Micah's doing, uh, and she has a you know match against Momo on the show that we'll talk about in like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And I think that's probably the most interesting away to tie thing that's going on right now is them and DDM, uh, mm-hmm. because it feels not low stakes, but like in the back of your head, you know that Micah isn't gonna be in away to tie. Uh, so it's like Jesus fucking Christ. So it's like um, it's one of those things where it's like I wonder how this unfolds, like how like things progress. 
but you sort of like are hoping and you sort of know that at the end of the day like micah isn't just gonna fucking be fucking flanderized like starlight kid is going to be that's my opinion on that, it, that's fair is that the um, right? yeah, 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 yeah yeah um i think the 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 tag team champions probably win this uh match with tora and Rocco. um probably just by pinning oh, yeah. Rocco because that's what she's yeah. there for um, but it's going to be interesting to see if this plays into the, the ongoing Micah storyline, as you say. Uh, the next match on the show is Momotanabe versus Micah. We were supposed to get this on one of the shows on the weekend, but it ended up being changed to a three-way with Lady C, so we're getting this fresh. Uh, these two have had good matches in the past. I believe their last match was Micah beating Momo in the GP. I don't yeah. think they've wrestled one-on-one since, so it's going to be interesting to see how this goes, maybe if they're going to heat up Momo ahead of the GP, or if they're going to have Micah get a win to, to build her up a little bit. Um, yeah, I'll just have to wait and see how that one goes. But it should be a pretty good match. Like It's it's the kind of match that really adds to a Corkin like this, where you're just like, oh yeah, that's going to be good. Like You can just look at it and go, that is going to be a good match, and that's all you need. Yeah. Um, they've had many good matches before. Uh, Micah always sort of gets, like, has Momo's number in a way. Like, she always, like, I feel like that's one of those pairings that's just, like, Micah just beats Momo a lot. Uh, and I think it will be interesting, um, because of that dynamic where it's, like, I don't know, I, I, I think they've grown in the past year, and I'm really excited for the singles match. Uh, I'm excited for Momo to be in a semi-main event. Because it feels like she hasn't really been like in a pretty big semi-main event. Because you know it's been a minute. That's true. Um, the main event of the show is an Artist of Stardom Championship match. Uh, the Cosmic Angels are taking on the Queen's Quest team of Utami Hashishta, Azumi, and Sayakamitani. I think if anyone has a chance of beating the Angels, it's this team of three people. Um, obviously Please. Utami and Saya are pushed pretty hard. So I feel like they would be a good candidate to uh, to win the belts. My dog disagrees. She's currently crying um, at the thought of that. <laughs> oh, um, God. But no, I, I hope so, too. I feel like, you know, obviously I'm an Azumi stand, so to speak. I just want to see her have a belt again. Like, any belt. I don't care. Just it's something. Please, Jesus. Like, I don't know. I feel like it, it definitely could work. Because... I don't know. I was saying that I think Uedotai has the best like team dynamic. Like they are the strongest team. That's why I'm sort of shocked that they didn't win the belts. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think as singles wrestlers, Uedo or Queen's Quest should be built as the strongest. I mean, well, DDM. But you get what I mean. I think that these three should not be losing this match. I guess is the best way to put it. That's fair. Um, I also think that this Queen's Cross team is going to get the best match out of the Cosmic Angels. Yeah. I I feel like we saw this match already and it was really good. Um, but it's hard to it remember. It was in that, that tournament, I think. Yeah. Wasn't it? Was oh, that yes. tournament. Yeah, and then I think they did it after as well. Was that the one that went to a half-hour draw? I don't know. I didn't watch I'm it. Gonna it, it. <laughs> I'm going to have to look this up. I'm going to have to look this, because the Cosmic Angels, it's so hard to remember who they have and haven't faced, because they faced literally every combo from every uh, faction. But um, we shall see. Let's see. Matches. Um, 
Involving Utami. Um, yeah, so they had a 15-minute draw with this exact same trio on the 19th of June. They did wrestle this exact same trio in the first round of the trios tournament, and they actually won that match. So they've wrestled twice based on cage match, uh, which is less yeah, than they, expected, yeah. but it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, well, Momo and Kamatani get swapped out, and then they have a few matches mm-hmm. with the Cosmic Angels. Um so yeah, they've they've wrestled so many fucking people, um, so many trios. No, that's just like, you know, they probably have wrestled Utami and Azumi. They've probably wrestled in a trios match with some other wrestler like seventeen times. Like obviously not literally, but like pretty much. Yeah, that's fair. Um, because I know they did have a really good title defense against uh, Queen's Quest, but that was the yes. Momo Azumi and Saya team. But um, mm-hmm. I'm sure that Utami will be a more than suitable replacement but yeah if I, I don't know i just feel like it's time for queens i i said this on the last one obviously but it's just time to take the belts off the cosmic angels like they're at yeah. defense number six they've broken the record it's time to like move them on to something else i think so I yeah i think when the titles but who knows azumi over unagi maybe possibly i think that would be smart even though unagi's coming off of a future belt win, but they like beating their future champion a lot, so I think that's fair. Oh yeah, uh, Unagi's going to be future champ at this point, yeah. Unagi can lose, they can definitely lose the, the belts here at this point then. Yeah. Um, I think the next Cosmic Angels uh, accolade is probably the tag belts anyway, probably tag league, so they won't be without titles for long. Um, so yeah, they can definitely uh, lose the, the championships here. And that's the only other show to, to preview. Um, I had a question that I was going to ask you, but I completely forgot it. Um, God damn it. <laughs> I know. It was a good question, too. I, I, I know people will uh, hype up their shit always, but it was definitely a good question. Uh, there was something about Natsuko. No, I already asked that. Oh. I don't know then. That's on you. Hmm. I will remember it. Probably. Eventually. As always, I know every every. Oh, oh, I got it. Do you think we'll get the uh, five star lineup announced during one of these two shows? You know, I initially thought so. I'm about to fucking this dog. I swear to God. Okay. Um, I was thinking initially that we'll probably get the five star here, but I think because I'm gonna I'm oh gonna boy. kill my dog. I'm gonna. Like... <laughs> He's just, why is she like this? Um, I think, you know what? Give me a minute. Just, just cut this out. Give me a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I told her to shut up. She laid down. Okay. <laughs> Would you like to re-ask the question? Because I don't think. <laughs> no, you can just pick it up where you left off. Okay, okay. You know, initially, and now she's out here. And now she's just, oh my <laughs> fucking. <laughs> dog why is she like this okay initially i thought oh yeah this is probably going to be when they announced the the five star but with all of the things in the air about like who is going to be um healthy by then i imagine that they postpone uh announcing it by a little bit um because i know me and you were talking about it uh i think there might be a little bit or at least one or two marvelous representative 
rep representatives. Um, probably Rin, I would think, unless she's Rin is very busy, so I don't know about that. But um, that that was sort of my thinking, and they probably won't wait to like announce that until around the time that the Marvel show is happening. But at the same time, who fucking knows? Like this five star is really really exciting. Like I'm I'm excited for it, but I also don't know what they're gonna do because somebody like Jumbo, who you know her timetable is you know two months from like three weeks ago so that will be like right as the five stars starting this dog like i'm <laughs> whatever the so her timetable is like right around when the five star is starting so who knows i'm just going to talk over at this point so who knows if she'll be healthy by then um i don't know if they'll know by you know next week so i imagine they hold off on it because of how many injuries there are um but if they do i'd be excited to hear it because there are a few people who it's like they need to buff out the the tables so there's so much fucking background noise and it's all right really? it, it let's only have like one minute okay good okay do yeah I uh I I'm I'm all over the place because I'm. You just want me to take over? Come, do you want me to just? Like... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go okay. Ahead. Um, I feel like they probably do announce it at these shows because they have to. I presume they have to have the lineup before the seventeenth, which is when they're doing a five star, uh, fan meet and autograph session. So you'll probably need the lineup finalized by then. Um, I could just see them announcing people like Kameka and just you know having alternates available like they did in the cinderella so it's i don't think that would stop them from announcing it and i think they always like to have a big announcement at some of these pay-per-views like the last one they announced uh like the last one they had the oh we're, we're in a manga now or something and the one before that was when they announced that they were running the the three big venues i think it was or maybe that was the last one but you know what i mean they like to have a big announcement to these pay-per-views and i think the the five-star lineup is about as big a line uh, an announcement as you can get really yeah that's true um i don't know i'm interested in how that goes uh because like i said i think there will be a marvelous wrestler in it maybe uh they have probably like three spots to fill out unless they're gonna have you know the kids in it which I don't know if they will. Um, pretty interested in how this goes. Maybe I'm getting my hopes up for nothing, and it'll just be exactly what should be expected, plus maybe like Uraka. But you know, I, I'm interested in, in when and if they announce it uh, on Jan on July 4th. Yeah, while everybody else is celebrating America, we will celebrate uh, the the um thing. Yes, the thing. <laughs> the the lineup of the five star, uh hopefully. Indeed. But yeah, that was that was my question. Um that is our show. We will be back next week to uh review the Yokohama Dream Cinderella twenty twenty one in summer and talk about the results from the Cork and Hall show because there's not a hope that'll be up by next Wednesday. Um and yeah, we'll be straight back into talking about the tour shows. Yeah. Stardom is running one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight small shows um, before the GP kicks off. So we have a lot to get through. I am in pain.
man saying don't like let's just don't even but um yeah i think with that i can probably close it right yeah of course my dogs decide to shut the fuck up as soon as we're you know done talking about things so that's fun of course yeah um i know i've said this already but i i like they have to be going to 10 blocks or 10 people in in a block 10 blocks right a hundred wrestlers, yes. Yeah, no, like uh, ten blocks is something Wave would do because, like, they're they're insane. They would have like three wrestlers in each. <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I feel like it's ten people per block, surely. Yeah, I just don't know who they're gonna pad out, which is pretty interesting because I imagine, like I said, they have to get some people. Uh, imagine if like the Nye was in there or something. Like that would be fucking insane. I I could see it. I mean. She's kind of scaled down her her push and ceiling, so I feel like she could take losses and start them without having to worry too much. But I don't know if she'd want to work a schedule like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of possibilities, um, and I am ready to be disappointed, like I am every year for the G1, um, when I'm like, oh, maybe they'll get maybe they'll get like Daisuke Sakimoto, and then they just never did, or like you know, like oh, maybe they'll maybe they'll do the, and it's like they just don't. Um, so I'm, ex- I'm, I'm expecting that to happen this year. Uh, but the fact that we'll almost definitely get, you know, Azumi and Momo, I think will make me happy enough. So I'm fine. That's fair. Yeah. The, this is not new Japan where your, your hopes are always let down, you know, starting money lets you down sometimes. But, exactly. Um, exactly. You know, the, the, the enticement of, of seeing some of these, uh, potential first time singles matches, um, especially cause Shuri going into either block is going to be killer with the run she is on. So, you know, I'm just, just hopeful we get some, some good matches, but we'll have to wait and see. And hopefully next week when we do come back, we can talk about a an insane lineup for the GP. Um, with that, we shall take it home before Dylan has to uh, kill his dog live on air to shut it up. Um, yeah. Why do I always talk about maiming dogs i like dogs i'm a dog person i don't i don't i don't i know i i don't, I don't like advocate killing animals um i also I just... very much love dogs but i swear to god <laughs> they get on your nerves sometimes yeah 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 that's fair um anyway <laughs> if you want to stand you may stand if you want to sit you may sit leave today shine tomorrow you decide what you believe in Ijo. Ijo. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 